the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Join our story of misfit teenagers as they struggle to save the world from climate change. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. Episode number 79, Phoebe Saves the Day. As the mob gathered around the fire, burning in the center of the overgrown lawn in front of the abandoned house, Phoebe hid behind the large old maple tree to the right of the house. People threw old branches and sticks into the fire, and soon the flames leaped up high in the air. After a discussion, two men left the group and walked toward Phoebe. But, well, we were back there last night, and nothing happened. Uh, tonight's different. This is a mistake. If that house burns, I don't want to be here at all. Let's slip away. Ah, uh, I see. But I'm not leaving Marcus here by himself. Phoebe sank back against the tree. In a heart-stopping second, the two men walked right by her and on around the house, absorbed in their own worries. All right, come on out. It's time. We know you're in there. <laughs> Phoebe scanned the lawn and the edge of the forest, looking for a certain kind of branch, long, strong, and light enough to swing quickly. She was thinking. I've got to hold him off. Until Tuck gets here, I've got to at least try. I can do it. The fire cackled and the wind blew. We can't wait all night. Come on out if you know what's good for you. As the mob focused on the house, Phoebe moved over to the edge of the lawn near the forest and examined a thick old branch with a heavy knot at the end. She broke off a few thin branches from the main pole. Satisfied, she glided back in the shadow the maple tree made against the bonfire, now leaping up ten feet or more. Uh, we're coming in! The leader was clearly visible against the flames. It was Bob Bentley transformed in the light of the fire from a middle-aged broker into a maniac. Get ready, everyone. We're gonna bring torches. Get them lit up good. <laughs> he stalked toward the house and howled. We need to see to find you. I hope nothing catches fire, but what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> About a dozen men and a woman were putting the ends of large branches into the fire and soon had long, flaming torches. The group advanced slowly toward the house. Stop! 
Stop! You could kill someone. Stop! Is that Marcus? Oh, I know he couldn't take it. Grab him. Grab him. We'll forgive him. He, he was soft on the girl. Bewitched. He's lucky it didn't work out. That, he'll understand someday. That is enough. You let him go. You've taken this too far, Bob Bentley. Leave Marcus to me. Marsha's right. Get off it. You'll all be sorry. The torchbearers regrouped around the bonfire. The sobs and wails of the desperate Marcus echoed through the night. The wind whipped the bonfire into a frenzy. The flames danced and roared. Last chance! Believe me, this is your last chance. The torchbearers approached the edge of the porch. Uh, fine, here we come. I'm sorry for you, but it's all your fault. <laughs> Phoebe stepped onto the side of the broken porch and advanced to a solid spot in front of the half-open door. She stood there silently, a looming shadow, hard to see clearly in the flickering light. Abby's whisper hissed in the darkness behind her. Phoebe, come back through the door. We'll run out the back. I'm here. Phoebe's mind raced ahead, playing out an imaginary chase scene in which she was caught. Waves of heat reached her on the wind. Aha! Well, looky here. We've scared up a witch. See? I told you how to do it, didn't I tell you? <laughs> Sweat gleamed on his red face. He smiled and turned to the crowd. Now don't let her get away. Spread out, over there. Don't let her run. Here, witchy witchy. Here, witchy witchy. <laughs> he advanced slowly with a flaming branch onto the porch. The others hesitated some distance behind. Phoebe sensed that the group would not rush her. Here, witchy witchy, come to daddy. <laughs> Phoebe looked for the right spot on the rotten porch to carry her weight and stepped forward suddenly, swinging her six-foot branch with two hands. The heavy end slammed into the raised forearm of Bob Bentley, sending his torch flying through the air and knocking him over with a noise of breaking wood. He lay stretched out, one leg invisible through the broken planks. He moaned. The others were now 10 or 15 yards away. Slowly, Bentley crawled off the porch and stood up. A gust of wind swirled through the trees. 
The flames of the bonfire roared up at an angle and licked the branches of a nearby tree. The leaves singed and smoked. Phoebe realized that Abby was standing next to her with a long branch of her own. You're here. I'm ready. Abby sprang forward and grabbed the fallen torch flickering on the rotten wood and threw it off onto the grass. You little son of a I'm gonna burn you. I'm gonna burn this place. Bentley turned to the group behind him. Do you hear me? Uh, cowards! Let's take them! Get the real burning logs! A few minutes later, four men stalk toward the porch with flaming logs, four or five inches thick. The larger group lingered behind. Stop! Stop! You'll all regret it, you fools! Marsha ran in front of the men. Stop! Stop! But one man took a few quick steps and threw his flaming log. Phoebe and Abby stepped aside and the log landed on the porch with a burst of sparks. Abby threw it back onto the grass. Phoebe suddenly looked into the distance and pointed to the front gate. The torchbearers hesitated and then stepped back and turned to look. A dark form like a moving shadow dropped swiftly out of the air at the faces of the mob, curving off at the last second and disappearing over the trees. People cringed and cried out. Suddenly, Reverend Tuck ran into the space between the mob and the porch. He raised his hand, palm outward, and roared. Go back! Go back before you commit a crime! What's wrong with you? A bolt of lightning flashed with a terrifying crack, and the long-awaited rain poured down in sheets. The mob turned and fled. Thunder shook the earth. Abby, Phoebe, Reverend Tuck, and Geraldine crowded into the space just inside the door. With a leaping heart, Phoebe realized that Jeremy was there too. The lightning lit up the yard again. The wind blew the tops of the trees over sideways and their branches moved like snakes berserk in the air. The fire steamed and hissed and slowly went out. Never had Phoebe seen it rain so hard. The wind blew the rain into their faces as they huddled together around the open door. Heavens above! Thank God you're here! Her sense of relief was so powerful she felt she might burst open. Uh, that was a near thing. Whew. But where are the police? 
Well, it's a good thing that we didn't just sit back and wait for them to arrive. There's no police. I saw Geraldine on my left, but there's no use in yelling Dr. Bear, so I thought of police. I... I sent for them, you know. George is supposed to bring the police to the end of Bridge Avenue, but the cars are probably still stuck. Was it my imagination, or did something come out of the sky? Oh, something did, but... I couldn't see what it was. I couldn't either. I've always wanted to witness a miracle. Do you think that might have been one? It was to me. Come follow me It's alright you see There's nothing for you to fear Come on over here You can see me through your tears I'll listen to you I hear what you say Go ahead and cry from your heart I'll see a part with me There's always a way I'll see you wherever you you found Just walk through the door In my world there's always some more The best is in store The real story goes on and on Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, 
Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.